This is the podcast that flips the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and supplement strategist. I'm here with Mr. Mark DeSico, RTD Fitness founder. Good to see you this morning, Mark. Good to see you, Neil. Happy uh, Garlic Festival weekend. Uh, it is such a happy, and the problem is, Mark, you forget that we record stuff before it gets oh, released. So oops. it's so going to be, uh, it's going to probably be Halloween. We're we should, dating this. We should be in costume, actually. We should. If I had my stuff together and actually had all of this on a calendar, we could have done that. We could have dressed up and been like, it's the Halloween. Halloween episode. I think we need a Halloween episode, and I feel like we should dress it up big time for that. Maybe a little Stranger <laughs> Things action, make it work. All right, well, let's do. Uh, we can do that on uh, on the next recording session, I guess. That, let's do that. So today's episode is uh, multivitamin buying tips. We're uh, on episode two or part two of our multivitamin mind blower series. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, tearing down those preconceived notions we have about multivitamins. Uh, remember last time we talked about uh, why multivitamins don't work, but they're needed. <laughs> yep. And so this time we're going to like dig into some more uh, specifics around multivitamin products. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and even over on YouTube and give us those five-star reviews. We need the love and support emotionally, so we appreciate it. It helps us get seen and heard, and we are so worth it. We are, and our egos need this, guys, so you got to do it just for that alone. Yeah, we're a, a hot mess. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so let's do that pre-show affirmation so people who are tuning in for the first time know that we're not a bunch of negative Neelys or mm -hmm. mean Markies. Oh. Uh, so why are we here? What are we trying to do? What are you going to need to know if you're tuning in for the very first time? So we want you to live your healthiest life. We are fans of supplements when done right. We just don't want you to get lost in the chaos that the health and wellness industries intentionally create. So we're here to help make sure that you don't waste your time, your money, your energy, on the false promises these billion-dollar industries make. So we're here to help help you on a new, better, healthier past. So here's the warning. <laughs> we get a little ranty, and sometimes when we're ranting, it sounds like we're picking on individuals or our own decisions, and we're not. We're not picking on you because you tried something or you made a decision. We're beating up on the system, the misinformation, and the hype that gets folks with good intentions to these places. So we're raging against the machine and not you. I got to say, Mark, I have crossed my red line. I mean, you know how on the podcast I've been saying how it's been hard since we came home from vacation. You've been home so, from vacation for like seven months. Yeah, it's like two I mean, months it's, now. It's like the woman who has the baby and she's like, I still have this baby weight and the baby's 13. Like, <laughs> that's where you're at right now, which is no, no offense, ladies. I'm just, this is, Neil's a mess. And so yeah. we're trying to put it in context for you. Well, I think it's important for people to hear that the, uh, the grind of uh, maintaining your health and wellness practices, having a wellness system... Uh, uh, it, it is a grind and sometimes you go off the rail sometimes you're really on it and it's okay you just kind of have to begin again as we said in in the meditation episode but really like at this point I've got to I've got to really commit like I, I've, I've got to do some meal planning stuff like it's just been we've been so busy with all of the stuff going on around the COVID boosters and such at the store and then the podcast and all this extra stuff excuses 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 well I mean the thing folks well I mean so you say excuses yeah, and I completely things. relate and it, it's like literally I have zero time yep because I've filled my day yep. with the work and uh, and the distractions, and I have not made important things important, and important things like eating well. Yeah, and I think, and, and it's it's a really it's a didactic tale. It's it's a it's a chance for us to show the audience that we are idiots 
and mm-hmm. we do our very best at this every day, and yet we're going to fall short. Mm-hmm. And so when we do fall short, what you're describing isn't, I want to become more motivated, which is where people go. I need, mo- I need more motivation to get started. What you were talking about just now when you were saying I need to get back on track was getting back into the discipline, yep. which is the piece that we've really tried to hammer home here, which is if you want this to change, you have to find a way to schedule in the important pieces the same way you schedule in this podcast, the same way you schedule in your whining, the same way you schedule in your Netflix, the same way you're watching Dahmer, all of those pieces are important. And so it's not easy for any of us, which, and I said that kind of in the Book of Mark episode, like if I've made this sound easy, I need you to understand it is not easy. And so none of this is, is we make it sound simple and, and like you can do it because you can, but you won't be able to do it if you don't make the discipline and the forcing yourself to do stuff you don't want to do, which is discipline. If you don't have that piece, the success rate is very low. I'm sorry. I was sleeping. You said something about me? I said you are you are a man amongst men, Neil. I, it was a rant about you, but it was also just to support the fact that we get no, that I you're heard, I literally heard you. you I'm didn't. just you joking. Did, you didn't yeah. hear it. You, we're paying attention. <laughs> so this is... We're staying hydrated today. This is the thing, guys. <laughs> we, and here's a little behind the scenes. Neil and I get up just crazy early to do this because our schedules are so whack. And so... You have a real job. I, I could totally do this at like you, 11 o'clock. You could, but like mm-hmm. I have to work nine to five, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every day. So... And, and I teach class and stuff. So I'm a busy guy, but... All of that busyness doesn't take away from the fact that we have to prioritize, we have to schedule, we have to be planful about this stuff. And so I can't just hope and wish and pray that I'm going to find time magically in the day. That's not going to happen. That's never worked. No one has been successful who just hopes that they'll have time someday. So what are the concrete things, Neil, we can do to support you getting back on track for your wellness plan? No, so for me right now, it's just about... um committing to eating better, making better food choices. And really it comes down to then understanding why I make poor food choices and then working backwards. So I make yeah. poor food choices because I'm busy and I, I just am, have to get work done to make sure that everything kind of keeps moving in the right direction. At, you know, having a store and having employees and trying to keep everybody healthy during the COVID pandemic here. So I make those poor food choices. So now I just have to kind of take a step backwards. Okay, so if I'm going to buy something or if I'm going to have to eat something in a pinch, I should make sure that I'm buying something if I have to buy something that's healthy. You know, I'd rather spend six bucks on like a small salad, have that with a handful of nuts, and like that's a great little meal, right? Yes. Versus grabbing something quick like maybe, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like a sandwich even, you know, like that's just a better choice. So it's like making those choices. And then once I can kind of get back on that rhythm, uh, I could potentially get back on the let's do some more cardio exercise. I do strength training, but I need that Mm -hmm. cardio. I need that for my mental health and I need that for my, Mm -hmm. you know, cardiovascular health, of course, and my metabolic rate. So once I start those, then I know that I'll be, you know, starting to cook with gas and then I can start meal prepping and doing all the things that I'm supposed to do to make sure that I don't get put in those positions to make bad choices. And and that's, you know, that's the structure. That's the kind of architecture around the success with this. So the, the kind of two pieces that we always come back to are these lifestyle domains, bottom of the base, right? Yep. These are big ones. And these are the ones where people, all of us, not just Neil, who's an idiot, but all of us struggle with. And so anybody who tells you they've got that completely figured out is lying to you. We all have to make choices in the day to, to plan for this type of wellness plan. And so you cannot do this willy-nilly. 
You cannot do it wheelie neely. You <laughs> you have to have a schedule in place. So if I'm sitting there and I'm going, ah, well, I didn't have time to get the salad this morning. I'm not going to eat a salad. I'm just not because I didn't do the things I needed to do. So I bring with me to the podcast here my little um my little lunch pail that has my next meal in it. And my next meal, meal two for me, is a Greek yogurt, a half a banana, and a handful of premium nuts. So mm-hmm. again, we're getting back to how does Mark eat? He has a protein, a healthy carb, and healthy fats at every single meal slash snack. Every day as much as possible. Now, yesterday, I had two slices of delicious Pizza King pizza at night. They're tiny slices of pizza, and they were excellent. Am I beating myself up? No, because I have room in my diet, in my nutrition plan, to have things like that throughout a day because I'm so consistent. So when I make mistakes in quotes, which there's no such thing, it's just eating, right? But if I make a mistake, I'm able to course correct pretty quickly because I can't eat like I used to in terms of if I started eating a, a one slice of pizza, I, I used to eat a lot of slices of pizza, like maybe an entire pizza, for yeah. instance, okay? I don't do that now. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the room in my belly to do it. But also from a behavioral standpoint, that's not what I'm doing anymore. So this eating stuff, it goes hand in hand with the multivitamin discussion. So it seems maybe tangential, which is sort of what we do here on the podcast. But it's related because we talked very clearly last time about how the multivitamin piece is about filling those gaps. It's not about building a a structure that's going to give you all of the nutrition you need. You will not get all your nutrition from a bar, a shake, or a vitamin. You have to have regular food. You have to have healthy, nutritious food with all of those phytonutrients that Neil talks about and the microvitamins and all those little things. That's important. And so if you find yourself in Neil's position and you don't know what to do, ask for help. If you do know what to do and you're not just implementing those things, you may also need help, yeah. which is which is a structural piece, which is like, okay, so how, give me the how on this. How do I find time to do this? How because Neil's just whining over there, mm-hmm. but I, but I know that he can do this. And because he's been successful historically, he has much better chance at success now because he's built the structures already, if that makes sense. And so we can help Neil. We can rebuild Neil. But Neil has to do the work, ultimately. And so he can sit here and whine week to week about how he can't find food like he used to in Europe. But really, he lives in America. And so we're not in Europe anymore, Toto. You have to find a way to live in America, all of us. we got to live in America with the food that we have. And it's a mess here, which we've established. So how do we do that, Neil? That's a whole... It's a whole other 17 podcast. episode yep. segment, I sure. think, because, you know, I think that's really what I've been doing is trying to just be observant of what's going on, the yeah. behaviors that we all have. And I, I got I, there's something in there that I, I yeah. can I can uh, put to put to microphone and we can really explore. But I appreciate all of that. That was very helpful, very tangential, of course. Of course it is. And, because- and, and just and just to say, I appreciate the fact that you bring it up, Neil, because this is relevant to what we're talking about. Like if this was just super easy for all of us, then then we wouldn't be talking about this we all struggle with this and so we're making light of it we're being silly because that's definitely what we do here Mm -hmm. but we get this guys we get it and so let's support each other in this process let's talk this through and let's be here for each other because that's the point of the podcast so today's show is part two of the multivitamin mind blower segment that we've got going on on our podcast we talked last time about how multivitamins are generally useless but they're (laughs) vital nonetheless which is awesome we explored what that really means what work 
means. What is our what is it that we mean when we say our supplements work and our assumptions about the effects of vitamins and our expectations. So this episode is a little bit different. We're going to be talking about the safety of vitamins and we're going to talk about those assumptions that we have and then we're going to get into talking about the marketing tactics that have become expectations for us. So one a day multivitamins and targeted multivitamins. Those are the three things that we're going to talk about. And then of course part 3, uh you know, for some future episode we're going to really dive into my favorite part which is the fraudulent nature of the whole food supplement uh, nice. industry. So it's really great. It, it's, I mean, it sounds boring as hell, but, uh, you know, I get really interested in it. So, I mean, we had a whole stretching episode. So, you know, this it's stuff, it, it sounds very boring on its face, but this is what we're here to do is to illuminate some of these areas where you might not even be aware that this is a problem. And so we all just walk around thinking, well, I just took a vitamin, so I'm super healthy right now. Like I, I talked yeah. last time about how I give my daughter a vitamin and I hope that that's all the nutrition she needs in a day. It's, it's, it's simplifying, but <laughs> but that's really what we're talking about. It's literally what you said. It is so. pretty much what I said. Yeah. yeah. So All right, so now let's talk about this. Multiple, multiple vitamins. We alluded to this in the Scenes and Memes episode. We were talking about how people end up piling up uh, supplements not understanding that they have the same things in them. And so, you know, just to jump the gun, here's the point or the premise of, of what I'm trying to say. If you take a bunch of supplements, it's very possible that you have duplication of one or more micronutrients. And I'm focusing on micronutrients, but people don't know that you'll actually get one or more of like active uh, supplement ingredients like, uh, you know, like herbs or something like that when you start piling supplements on. Um, you know, same thing with medications. If we start taking multiple medications, there's a, a dynamics thing that's going on where they're interacting with your uh, your body in a certain way and interacting with each other in a certain way, interacting with your food in another way. So like there's a very complicated, meshy mix of a picture going on. So we want to make sure that we understand uh, the from the supplement side. Okay. One of the big takeaways from the last one for me is that idea that we think the supplement can attach itself to the exact area we want it to yeah. like this the precision that we that we assume happens with a with a nutritional uh vitamin supplement that mm -hmm. that it's going to do exactly the one thing i think it's going to do and then nothing else that there's yeah. no other downstream impact it's just it's going to hit that thing i need it to hit and then stay away from everything else which yeah which from a body standpoint is uh, wild it's inaccurate and yeah. so but 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 that's the hope that I had, that hopium that we've talked about here, right? Yeah. I, I want it to do that. It's aspirational. I need for it to do that. I yeah. hope that it's doing that. So Well, it's science, man. It's science science does the stuff. Yeah. Follow the I science. think it's really funny because there's a lot of talk about, you know, this supplement or that supplement, and then you find out that it's physically impossible for that thing to be absorbed into the bloodstream. <laughs> so <laughs> you're you're literally dumping it into your in your body and it's just going through the tube and peeing it out. And then just pooping it out. Sure. Yeah, not even peeing. It's not you even getting poop into poop. the system to be made. Can't, to I can't even get it to just pay. stays in the poop tube just stays in the old poop tube <laughs> and that's we've already got poop tube and we're about 10 minutes in and that's that's how we're going here today folks so we are trained to equate that a laundry list of those micronutrients the a disease uh we equate that list with being healthy right and therefore it's jammed into everything as we said so we've been sold this idea that the micronutrients that's what we need and therefore that's what makes you healthy and as an aside i think i've referenced this before um you were talking about like nutritional shakes and sure mm -hmm. that kind of stuff they are marketed as complete balanced nutrition right and they should be like sued for that they should yeah. not be legally allowed to say it's complete balanced nutrition just because it has protein or it has fat or if it has micronutrients doesn't mean it's complete or balanced and i and i've been really clear about i i need these meal supplements so i'm not railing against the meal supplement industry mm -hmm. i have meal supplements as part of my day but i don't just have that so yeah. like for instance my breakfast to kind of give you another meal that i have 
is a shake that also has a, I have the half banana with it and yeah. I have scoops of, of peanut butter because mm-hmm. I love peanut butter and I, I eat too much of it if I get crazy. Mm-hmm. So I have to limit my peanut butter, which is why I moved to the nuts situation, which we've talked about the variety of nuts I put in my mouth. Mm-hmm. The the peanut butter in the morning is one of my favorite scoops of peanut butter in the day because it really kicks my body into gear. I feel good. And I love the way the banana, the peanut butter and the shake go together. Yeah. I, I, I don't have one or the other. I have them in combination. So I don't expect that the protein shake by itself is going to do all the things I need it to do because it's missing some of those other nutritional pieces. And so a lot of this, as I've talked to you guys about, yeah. has been trial and error for me. So I, I, I've tried just the shake. I've tried just a bar. I've tried just the whatever the things. I've tried just about everything, folks. I You know, you don't get to 420 pounds and then try to come down from that without having tried quite literally every single thing that's out there. So this idea that like Centrum A to Zinc is in my brain, that I need to have this A to Zinc thing, where does that come from, Neil? Like that's burned into my brain that marketing. that's what's happening. It's marketing. Yeah, and we talked about the historical impact of all of this stuff, how this stuff has been going on for 80 plus years. And today we're going to definitely dig into that because there's some other marketing things that really push this thing. So again, equating the presence of this Centrum, multi, uh, Flintstones multivitamin in something means that it's healthy and nutritious. And because also this is America, it's like, give me more, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And they're just what can like, I buy? Go big or go home, yeah. right? So I take my one a day, then I have my shake powder, I have my hair, skin and nails formulation, and then I have my immune booster, right? And so all of those together typically will have one or more micronutrient overlap. And so how does the average mark, you know, know that their products don't have this going on? And so I have a little tactic for you. And actually, this is a a pretty important uh, lesson or conversation. Um, This is about the supplement facts panel. And so without being nerdy and getting into it, I've on my blog, I've talked about quality and how quality is like an onion. You have to peel back the layers, right? And so uh, you can't just understand everything about quality all at once. So I've talked about this. And really, the, the most important thing to hear me say is that when you look at a supplement bottle, the front of it, the thing that we look at, that's just marketing. So just ignore it. Really just ignore it. So the truth of what is, uh, I guess, the the closest thing to truth about the, what is in the product is on that supplement facts panel. So you should really get in the habit of just picking up the bottle and turning it immediately and looking at that supplement facts panel. Um, you know, again, it's entirely overwhelming to do such a thing, uh, you know, uh, you know, on the final installment of this, I'm going to actually t- touch on this idea that supplement companies intentionally just shove stuff into the bottle to make their list so big to make it look like it's healthier and healthier. Because again, America, more is better, right? We want that idea. Um, And I, I think that they add stuff to the formulation in super small amounts just so they can make the claim on the label that it's in there. And then we can make the connection. Oh, it's got trifla, so it's good for my digestion, right? And in, meanwhile, it's got like a, a what I call pixie dusting, like a small little uh, feathering <laughs> of uh, trifla in there. So it's not even going to register in your body, right? And so when you look at the supplement pa- facts panel for the very first time, it's like looking at a nutritional facts panel uh, for the very first time, except way worse because there's a ton of like chemical ingredient names and and doses. It's a lot of information. So I want you to just get in the habit of just taking kind of like some first pass skims uh, through those things, right? And like a trench run, like sort of like Star Wars. And in your multi-product, look at that label, turn it around. How much of which micronutrients are in there, right? And just go through it. And again, 
is it B1 or is it that you know, like, like we don't know the, the names of the things. And like, this is a good time to start to learn those things and explore those things. What does it mean when it says cold calciferol? What does it mean when it says, you know, like, um, uh, 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 methylfolate, right? Like, what does that mean? I don't understand that. So like, let's understand what each of those ingredients are because we're using the thing. So it might make a lot of sense for us to get really familiar with this. And I'm going to just cut to the chase here, Neil. Yeah. I don't understand any of the words you just said. Yeah. Um, you sound like a maniac person, mm-hmm. uh, super white and nerdy. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I, I don't have any idea what I'm looking at. And I'm not going to Google it because it's it's a dumb idea for me. So what are my other options? My other options are I'm going to show you my bottle and say, hey, Neil, what the hell is all this crap? And then you're going to say, oh, you don't need half of these things or I'm too busy and, or and leave too, me alone. I'm too busy. Leave me alone. Let's yeah. go film the podcast. Jerk. Mm-hmm. And so what, what can we do? Because I'm, I am not going to do what you just said. I'm just not because, <laughs> because even if I did, I don't even know what I'm looking at. And I'm a relatively bright guy. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a half idiot, but I'm relatively bright. And so reading calciflaflaflon doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what that is. I don't know what a methyl phosphate head is. I don't know what that means. So if I shouldn't have methyl phosphate and I'm having it, I need you to tell me that. And so, <laughs> and so that's uh, back to this consult idea. And we've talked about it. And you know, you heard the commercials on the podcast. And I'm not just saying go to Neil because you know I'm I'm a nice guy. This is not something I know how to navigate. In the same way, you might not know how to stretch or do yoga. That's why I'm here, right? Is mm-hmm. to say I, I can help you with that. I cannot understand anything about n- this level of micronutrient. I don't understand. I don't understand vitamins at all. That's why we're here. Neil is somebody who does understand that. And so the same way we brought you Dresdale for mental health, we got Neil here to help you with your supplements. And so use that tool. He is a tool and he is meant to be used. So I think that we still want people to have some autonomy. We sure. want people to, to, to be able to navigate this. I want people to be able to look at a nutritional facts panel and see the BS for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes some time. And I'm not saying that you're going to look at your multivitamin and be able to give me a dissertation on each thing and understand if you're getting too much or too little. I guess what I'm saying is, like, we're going to do spot the differences, like uh, like we did, remember, uh, in those little uh, Boys Life magazines? Yeah, sure, <laughs> you're a big Boys Life guy. So you basically, you know, Look at your multivitamin. Just kind of say, okay, wow, that's a lot of things. You know, what are the, are these vitamins even? Like just kind of broad generalizations, right? And then what I want you to do is just look across all your bottles. Turn all your bottles around. And what you'll do is you'll actually see how like a lot of them have similar names on them, right? And and they're actually all at the same place on the supplement facts panel. So they have to be legally put in the same uh, location. So if you're just looking just for those similarities between the products, you'll have a better sense of whether or not you're getting exposed to multiple things. And another important piece that I always like to bring up about the supplement facts panel uh, while we're just having these like introductory conversations about them is serving size. So that M&M tear and share bag that says it's got 140 calories in big letters, but then right next to it per serving and there's nine servings in the bag. Mm. You know, it's not a 140 calorie thing because of the serving size, right? Mm-hmm. So the serving size is super small and what we actually eat is something different. And sometimes with supplements, it's the reverse. The serving size is you have to take four of these things and you're taking one. So you're actually not getting the dose. Or alternatively, like with omega-3, the serving size might be one and I'm telling you take three to get the, the target dose that we want. So we 
have to understand that connection between um, the the label and like all the different little tricks that they play. So really what I'm trying to say is like, I want you to look across your regimen, your supplement regimen, and just see if there's similarities. Similar names are popping up, right? Just do one by one, just a broad scan, and you'll see that in fact they do. And here is ultra mega awesome Neil tip of the day. This is a very, very important thing that a lot of people don't consider. When you're considering your total micronutrient supplement burden, look to places that you're probably not considering. You're just in the brain of supplements. I want you to look at your food, your drinks, dairy alternatives, juices, cereals. Most of the hyper-processed stuff that we eat are fortified with vitamins and minerals. And guess what's in there? Multivitamins, right? So they just end up jamming in this stuff. And that's what I was saying with the Ensure. The idea here is that I'm going to drink five Ensure a day, and I'm now taking five multivitamins worth of stuff, right? And so, again, we think that we have a single multivitamin. We think that we're taking the right dose of that multivitamin, but we're not considering that all of these things have an additive effect. We're getting duplication, and that could be putting us into uh, an excessive uh, uh, burden in our body, right? And, uh, you know, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts, essentially, right? So, sure. The uh, you know so the the point of this is to is to kind of get to this part of the conversation which is about safety right so I wouldn't be saying all of this if you could do this and have no repercussions like you could just gobble this stuff down and have no issue but the the, the thing is like we believe supplements are safe and this is just a, a you know like a, a mini rant for me right I hear all day long uh, I want to use vitamins or supplements because they're safer than drugs and that makes me want to just like rip my heart out oh. of my chest put it on the wall and then punch it a few times and then fall down like because I don't, I don't have style. Yeah. Just I don't have my, what is that that he says? <laughs> he just grabs it and rips it right out. That's, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, Ripping your heart yeah, out of your just, chest. And then just like, yeah. And then I'm on the ground mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. my heart is out of well, my yeah, chest. I ripped it out. But the, you know, so the idea that supplements are, are safer than drugs because they're natural is the, is the second thing that people come to. And again, this is all not the people. This is the rhetoric that's been repeated to them by charlatans or by the industry directly, the manufacturers themselves, that make us think in a certain way. And so people will often say, well, I watched a drug commercial and they had this long list of all the side effects. And there's two things wrong with that. One, drug commercials. Like how frigged up is it that we're marketing drugs directly to people, right? Like that's like the worst thing ever. But <laughs> And we're going to get into the marketing, and I think the thing the thing that's frightening about it, and we to people like it's this like hack comedy around sort of like all the things that happen in the diary and the things, and it's like mm-hmm. you know everybody jokes about it because it's hilarious, and mm-hmm. you you listen to those uh, you know things that could happen to you, and you're like, I'm, why would I even take this thing that you're telling me to take? But in a more subtle way, and we were talking about this when we were prepping for the show because we prep. What we were talking about was this idea that like the subtle nature of things like vitamins, because they don't seem like a drug, they are the, uh, the one of the most pervasive supplements. They're one of the most accepted supplements. Like you go on the prices right and you're given a price for what the one a day, you know, vitamins going to be. And so it's just so mainstream yeah. that we're like, oh, it's a multivitamin, harmless, yeah. helpful, great. All yeah. it does is good things, no negatives, right? And so I don't think of a side effect with a vitamin. Why would I? I only think about it on those crazy commercials where they're like, well, you could crap your pants out. It's like, well, yeah. well I don't want to take that. That's In the bathtub? Crazy. Yeah, like, uh. a, like, why is my Cialis making me poop on myself? That seems like a not thing I want. Like, One of crazy. my favorite things in pharmacy school, we got a lot of really interesting things early on, and, and there was a Dilbert commercial before that dude went a little crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially, Dilbert isn't feeling good, so he starts to take a, a drug, and the drug gives him a shell. 
And like, mm. he's like, is that, is that an, he's like, well, at least you'll feel good about having the shell. You know, there, like there you go. Your brain thing, feels right? great, yeah. but yeah. You, you know, you grew a shell. <laughs> right. So the, the idea here is that, you know, the, the side effect burden is greater for drugs than it is for supplements. And <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> so, well, and just, and just approach it in the same exact way is kind of what we're saying, right? You yeah. know, like the idea is, so you use that sort of discernment around like whether or not I'd ask, like go ask your doctor if Cialis is right for you. It's like, well, I, I kind of know it's not. And I don't think that's the way to start a discussion with my doctor anyway. And we'll yeah. kind of talk sort of accessing the medical industry as part of our, you know, ongoing rants. But Use that same discernment that you're using around whether I would put a drug in quotes in my body for this this exact topic, right? Yeah, but all we don't, supplements. We, but we don't do that, Neil. No. And so and so because we don't think that it's going to be unsafe, we have it in our brains that the Flintstone chewable and the Centrum one a day. And I'm not railing against any particular type, but that these are inherently safe and fine. And on some level, Makes maybe, out there, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just going to do the thing I needed to do and, and using magic or yeah. whatever, whatever mm-hmm. I've decided made that happen. Right. That's that's what we're trying to kind of work against and support you in not not going down that same thinking. We want to switch the thinking up in these conversations. We're just kind of teasing out like how these patterns are been built over time and how uh, the marketing is so pervasive and it's so, um, uh, you know, like a long standing that it becomes just part of the zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah, right. It's and effective. Like, it is work. It really works. Yeah. And the wellness industry, I've always believed should be called the wellness industrial complex because it is a system yeah. that buys the lawmakers to keep them quiet, to keep the laws ambiguous. So that way they can just make a, a fortune. And, and unfortunately in the interim, we create this dichotomy of, natural versus conventional. And so what side are you on? And I'm the kind of person that believes that supplements are better for you than drugs. So I'm going to use those. And then all day long, what I try to do is just point out to people how that dichotomy is wrong. And in fact, you're taking a pharmaceutical essentially, and you're taking things that have risk and, and we have to, uh, but that still doesn't mean that they're not awesome and they couldn't be really great. And so that's really what what all of these lessons are. So don't get lost in me trying to like in a lesson, try to help you understand the thing. Uh, don't get lost in that. Just look at the bigger concept. I, as I always say, look at the question behind the question. So when we talk about why supplements are safer, it's because we we don't have that long laundry list of side effects like drugs, but th- that's not true. We don't have that because remember supplements, as I said last time, the multivitamins live in a world that's legally ambiguous. They're not required to be studied to be safe or effective, period. They don't have to prove what side effects are uh, the drug is causing at any potential percentage, and they don't have to document it and have it listed somewhere. So we just don't know. It's not that we they don't. It's just that they're not required to write it down in one comprehensive place. And the only people that do that are like government groups or like watchdog groups or academic groups. And like that stuff gets ignored as soon as like, again, I point to the turmeric hepatotoxicity study. There's a one that says there's a 5% risk of liver toxicity if you take turmeric. And you know how many people ignore me they gloss over when i say that because it conflicts with what they want to believe right they want but to believe 95 percent, i'm good neil when i hear five percent it tells me i'm in the 95 and that's immediately where my brain goes which yeah. is like well five percent i'll take that chance right because turmeric whatever it's right. going to be great and, and so and we say seven people out of you know uh, a couple million uh, had clots with the johnson and johnson vaccine and so therefore we can never use any vaccine ever again and it goes back to we suck at math right we have this uh, really poor risk analysis that we're doing and especially when it comes to responsible science uh, we 
glaze over because it's not exciting. That but five out of 100 people who take turmeric have this liver problem. <laughs> that sounds way worse than seven out of a million. And right. so, but you have to understand math for that. And, and we're not saying, you know, you're not good at math, individual person. Yeah. But collectively, we're we, not. We're, we don't do that risk analysis. Like you said, it, it's, it's back to that drug, you know, issue versus healthy, you know, berry supplement that's just so good for my body. And the other is not good for my body. That is a false dichotomy. We really want to slam that home. That yeah. this idea that one is one hundred percent safe and the other is one hundred percent garbage—that's that's not true. It's yeah. just simply inaccurate. So, if we did study supplements, I have a bet there's two uh, two paths that you could potentially go, and I think that it would mostly go one way, but it could go the other. So, if we studied supplements and had to come up with that list of side effects, I believe that with supplements it would be longer. And if I were to simplify the science of medicines, it's that old medicines were crude and they weren't so refined and they would interact with lots of different body systems. And in doing so, it would cause lots of different side effects. Modern medication is more refined. They're one cleaner, so they don't have extra things that are doing things. But then they're targeting very specific uh, pieces of the body, um, like very specific enzymes, very specific types of cells, right? And so in doing so, you reduce its burden on the rest of the body, right? And so supplements, though, are old school crude things, right? They're not refined and they're not as targeted as drugs. So therefore, my theory, just generally, if we studied the effective dose of most supplements, we would find that they're, they would have a laundry list of, of side effects. And if we had that information, don't you think we would make different decisions, right? Because we already are. We're making different decisions about our, our medications, even though it might prevent us from dying of a stroke or a heart attack, we don't want to take it because it has side effects, right? And, and there are plenty of people that I know that take supplement after supplement after supplement because the supplement that they're taking is causing them the, the harm or the bother. So they have to take another supplement to make up for it, just like they do with drugs and they criticize the drugs for, right? So these patterns, right, um, that we get ourselves into. So one, it could be a longer laundry list or alternatively, it could be an absolute absolutely super simple, short list. And it would be that way because most supplement products that we'd be studying don't have the right dose, don't have the right form, aren't even getting absorbed. So most of the stuff is just passing through in that poop tube, right? And you're not even going to have side effects because it's not even getting into your bloodstream, right? So those are the two potentials that I would see. More likely would be that we would have a longer laundry list of, of side effects. So, you know, again, we're not comparing. Both of them suck. Having side effects sucks. But we just can't be like, oh, it's a safe thing because it's a supplement. And we have to understand how that thinking came about. And like, let's just take one step back, ask one more question. Oh, wow. Yeah. If we think about this, it, 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 it's the same body. It's using the same system. So if it's going to follow the same rules and therefore, oh, this is why we have less side effects. It's because we just don't know. We haven't studied it and we, we have no idea what the side effect burden actually is. Right. And this is the cherry pop and daddies. This is poop tube riot here, okay? This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to riot against your poop tube, just taking all of these things and getting rid of them. Is that what we're doing, Neil? Totally, no? yeah. Okay, so one more concept around the safety of supplements is the idea, uh, especially with micronutrients, we get this dismissive thing. They're water-soluble. So if your body gets too much, you're just going to pee it out. 
And that is true. Um, and you, you might even say that, like, if you look up, is there toxicity associated with a micronutrient? If I take multiple multivitamins, is that going to be uh, uh, make me uh, have any risk for toxicity? And, and, and true, there's a lot of these micronutrients that have no observable toxicity, right? That's what it says, and like legally, right? Uh, so we can list out and see most of them aren't problematic. But the fat-soluble ones, vitamins A, vitamin D, vitamin E, those have some pretty severe toxicity. So we have to be very careful about those. And again, most of us that have conversations about supplements know that that's true. We know that the the fat-soluble ones are the ones that we have to uh, really think about, right? So when we think about toxicity, though, this is back to the math. We're not talking about the side effects, the accumulative effects that would happen of having these in our body for a long time. We're just thinking, is this going to put me in the hospital? And if it's not, then I'm cool with that, right? If, if Which is not the right <laughs> level, Neil. Like, we should right. pause on that. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. if the idea is I didn't get enough toxicity to go to the hospital, yep. that's not the standard we want to use for care, right? I, I would imagine not. I mean, and, and so, and so I, this idea that I don't understand the toxicity, because I don't understand a lot of things, but I certainly don't understand this stuff. And so I'm, you know, and we've been very clear about this. Don't try to do this on your own. Don't try to guess at this. Don't crowdsource this on Reddit. You can use these practical tips. You can spin the bottle around. You can play spin the bottle with Neil. You can spin the bottle around. You can read across the label and see what's going on in that supplement and then get an idea. If you're getting 700,000% of your vitamin D, as Neil's explaining, you're getting it from the multivitamin. You're getting it from your vitamin D supplement you're taking separately. Yep. All of these things, that that could actually be, if it's not toxic enough to send you to the hospital, it's toxic enough to do something poorly in a cumulative way to your body, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is that we're trying to tell ourselves mm-hmm. that we're making the best decisions for our health to be the healthiest that we can be. And we're going to not take those medications because those have risks. And we're going to take the supplements without any consideration of what the real risks are because we believe the story we've been told by the charlatans, by the industry itself, through the marketing techniques, through the propaganda, that these things are safe. And I'm just trying to point out all the different ways that these things could not be safe. So yes, we think about safe when it comes to supplements. Well, if it's not going to put me in the hospital, I'm okay. We don't think about the long-term effects of these like we think about the long-term effects of medications. And so if you get too much vitamin C, you're going to have severe GI problems, right? It's you know, So somebody comes to me and says, oh, my gut's a mess. And if I don't ask, well, like, well, what supplements do you take? And find out that they're taking seven grams of vitamin C, you don't need a probiotic for that, right? You, you, know, you just need to stop with the excess vitamin C. You, you know, vitamin B, another water-soluble vitamin. Niacin can cause liver problems like at a gram a day, which is what most people are taking for cholesterol, even though... Even though we found that niacin is actually not good for cholesterol, meaning it can change in number, but it doesn't change your risk of having a stroke or a heart attack. So you might as well not even bother changing the cholesterol number because it doesn't do anything for your actual health, right? Vitamin B6 is something that people come in all the time. I'm going to take a high-dose B6 because of my neuropathy. Meanwhile, high-dose B6 can cause neuropathy. It can cause nerve damage. And so these are water-soluble vitamins that at uh, a high exposure over a long period of time can be harmful for people, right? So we have this false sense of security uh, because we believe that we'd have to overdose to get a toxicity and you'd have to take astronomical amounts. And that's just not true. It's about the total vitamin burden, one, and then the additive effects of all of this stuff. Uh, you know, it's a real issue. So this idea of the water-soluble vitamin, it's a myth, man. You can get rid of it. But what happens between the time that you take the thing 
and absorb it into your bloodstream and the time that you do pee it out, right? There's a lag there. It's not like your body's like, oh, get rid of it all. Send it out the, 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 the pee hole. It's, it's, you know, like it's not doing that. You ingest it, it circulates, and then it gets peed out. And then my favorite example of this is folic acid. This is something that people use, uh, you know, during pregnancy. It helps prevent neural tube defects. It's a very important supplement, and it's found in lots and lots of uh, products. We have uh, right now this uh, cult uh, that is talking about how you have to take high-dose B vitamins because a new guy came up with a new uh, um, scam to get people to spend $40 on something that should be six, you know. Talk about that on a whole other podcast, but people are taking mega doses of B vitamins right now. And so folic acid is this very important, very, um, uh, you know, like found across nature, like very uh, readily available. All your greens and stuff have folic acid. And the problem is, is that if you take too much of it, you know, even though it's a water-soluble vitamin, it can accumulate and it can be a problem. So at the National Institute of Health website, I'm going to link here uh, just so people can see the words. So they make sure that uh, I'm not making something up when we're talking about this. Circulating excess folic acid in pregnant moms is linked to, quote, lower scores on several tests of cognitive development in children at ages four to five years old. So essentially, folic acid, when we take too much of it and it's circulating in our body before we pee it out, will have damaging effects on uh, babies if you're, if you're a pregnant mom or on an individual uh, over a long period of time. Some scientists, and this is a quote, have hypothesized that unmetabolized folic acid might be related to cognitive impairment among older adults. So can you imagine the fact that you're taking four multivitamins because you don't know that you're taking four multivitamins. You're getting exposed to high doses of folic acid, far more than what you need. And guess what? It's actually leading to the thing that you're trying to prevent. You want to make sure that you don't have memory problems, that you don't have dementia when you're older. Uh, and and this, this vitamin, this healthy thing is doing this to you. Right. And so, uh, you know, folic acid circulating around besides this memory impairment, it can also uh, have immune impairing activity. Right. So we take our supplements to boost our immune systems and prevent memory loss. And now folic acid itself is 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 a problem. And then some people will say, well, there's different forms of folic acid. And I agree. But most people aren't aware of that. And they're not taking that. They're taking the folic acid again with that um, hope that it's going to be healthy and it helps fill in the story that the supplement industry is telling us about if you take these multivitamins, these micronutrients, you're going to be a healthier person. And in fact, it's actually standing in your way and almost uh, sabotaging them. One of the things I enjoy, Neil, is that people will still argue with you after you've said all that. So you say all that and they're like, well, there's other forms of folic acid, Neil. Yeah. Don't you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Neil knows that. But yeah. like, are you listening to the other parts of the conversation? This idea that I have to have confirmation bias. I'm doing this thing. I'm taking all these B vitamins because I'm healthy. So I'm doing that. I'm healthy. That's it. So if you start throwing other things at me like, well, actually... Uh, you know, you shouldn't really have all that folic acid. I'm going to go, well, I'm taking B vitamins. Don't you know there's other kinds of folic acid? And I looked on Google and Google told me blah, 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 blah. If that's how I'm approaching my health and wellness, yeah. I'm already in a, in a deficit. And, and so using people who know and understand this stuff is crucial. So don't guess at any of this. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to make this up. Like when Neil talks about how does your, you know, stack stack up. Look at it. How does it stack up? And don't guess at this. Use the tool, Neil. He's a tool. Mm -hmm. Use, and I, I can't get, I can't enjoy saying that any more than I do, I don't think. <laughs> we're just, we're so over, we have too much information 
but not enough understanding. And so we ha- it's easy for me to look something up and get to a study and do whatever, but I don't really know how to synthesize that information, guys. I don't. Right. And I can be honest about that. Like, I don't know everything. Like, Lizzo goes on TV and plays a flute. Now everybody understands all the things about flutes. Like, that's our society, right? It's like, <laughs> well, now we can all, we all know this. Like, we all know foreign policy now because, you know, Russia invaded a country. Like, that's what happens here. And so don't get caught in the need to argue with Neil get caught in the, why is he telling me this? Right. And so that's kind of overarching, like what we're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're saying we're flipping it upside down. Like we don't want, we're not like dragging this stuff out. We're saying this is great. What we're saying is like, there's a definite thought process that is just embedded in all of us. That is a result of marketing and that's it. And then we get to these weird places where we're defending the, the propaganda and we do that with everything here. And so there's two important lessons from the multiple, multiple vitamin section here. Uh, supplement facts panels, you got to at least pay attention to them, look at them, uh, understand that that's where the truth is. And then we can't be nonchalant about these negative effects. We can't downplay the significance because they're significant. Even things that are safe and healthy for us are potentially damaging if we get too much of it. All right. And so that brings us to the next one, which, which is, is that we put Ava to sleep. Uh, this, yeah, this, yeah, literally, this vitamin might. discussion has quite literally put an entire child to sleep. That's what's happening. She's not an entire child. She's she's a teenager. She's a full kid. Yeah, she's a teenager now so that uh, she just sleeps everywhere. This is actually, I showed the kids the episode of South Park where they're interacting with teenagers and and like the the creators did a great job. Like, ooh, you know, like the teenager attitude Mm, and they can't communicate with people. And like, this is literally the position most of them take in the episode. And they're like leaning on the cart as they're shopping in the Mm -hmm. the store. Like, anyway, so one a day. I want to talk about the history of this concept. You know, um, we believe that not only can we take this magical multivitamin, we only need one little magic red pill, swallow, and it gives us all of our space food. So basically Bayer was the turning point in the multivitamin discussion. In the in the 20s, the concept of vitamins was introduced, and in the 40s, it really started to gain acceptance, and like the one a day was the thing that paved the way for that. Uh, it made vitamins a household name, and so our concept of like proper micronutrient supplements being a tiny one pill a day comes from like the 40s. (laughs) And and, and that's important from a generational standpoint. Like our generation grew up on vitamins. And and literally Hulk Hogan told me to say my prayers and take my vitamins. Like that's what I know about how to be a person. I learned from the 80s, right? I'm an 80s boy. So this idea that all I have to do is pray and eat vitamins and I'll get to be as big as Hulk Hogan, that's built into my body, folks. That's yeah. who I that's who I am. And and honestly, I do kind of do that now. So it's sort of true, but yeah. it's not the whole story. Folks. Yeah, I feel like that was the wellness pyramid. It was just pray on the bottom yeah. and then multi- and Flintstone sure. vitamins on the second one. Sure. And that was it. So And let us drink out of the hose. And that's how we got here. <laughs> so in you know the thing about one a day vitamins and what you need to understand is how we formulate stuff and that's a really nerdy conversation but the point is is in order to get a lot of stuff into one little pill you either have to put a little amount of those things right because you can't fit you know you can't fit 50 chocolate chips into one cookie unless oh. it's just all chocolate chips right oh. so you have to have very little amounts of the things or the form how it exists in nature has to be smaller so like you know again you can't fit 10 marks when he was in college in oh. an elevator no you, you can't. know uh so but you can, you can like physically put 10 marks now so different forms of mark can fit into an elevator where before they couldn't and so that's a lot about the formulation of vitamins and so in order for something to fit into a small space it's normally not a good thing because you're not going to get enough probably or you're going to be getting the forms that aren't really beneficial uh, for you or could be potentially 
uh, harmful. So that's that's what I'll say on that because it is a nerdy kind of conversation. We've had plenty of nerdiness here today. For sure. So it's just the idea like we have these closely held beliefs about a one a day. The idea I can take one pill to substitute my complete balanced nutrition for the day. That's wrong. That's based on marketing from the 40s and a mechanism to get people to think about the magic that was vitamins. It's like saying a, a, a cotton swab is a, a Q-tip, right? It's just that marketing is so pervasive. It's been a part of society for so long that, uh, you know, it's just in our in our heads. And so there's there's a lot of longstanding, uh, closely held beliefs that I, I always like to just kind of bring up as examples because we repeat them and it, there really isn't any basis for this stuff. Um, so you have to take calcium with magnesium. I hear that all the time. Like, uh, I have to take the calcium with the magnesium because it helps the magnesium work in the body and the calcium works a little bit better. And no, that's not true. And in fact, there's papers that say if you take these, these two things together, which are using the same channels to get absorbed in your gastrointestinal tract, they're going to compete with each other. So you can't do that, right? The idea of like vitamin D and vitamin K, I hear that all day long now. Oh, I heard that you have to take vitamin K with your vitamin D to make the vitamin D absorb better. And, and you can put vitamin D on your skin and it'll probably absorb, right? It's, it's not an absorption issue. It's a marketing issue. They want to sell two supplements that are very cheap and put them in a pill together and then make more money on them. So they make it, they like, Con, uh, like convey all this magical benefit to the two together that aren't scientifically accurate. And then this idea that calcium and magnesium has to be in a specific ratio. I have to take uh, two calcium for every one magnesium. Now, this is something that I repeated for a long, long time because that was what I was taught in school about this stuff, which is crazy. And it's actually not true. It was based on some dude just saying something, some random, like, non-qualified person made this assumption. And, you know, and nutritionally, um, you know, calcium to magnesium isn't a specific ratio of what our body uses. But otherwise, like, the supplements don't need to be that way. And so, again, three examples of close closely held beliefs around supplements that are very pervasive. And if you ask anybody about calcium, these are the things they're going to say. It's got to be with magnesium and it's got to be at a certain ratio. If you talk about vitamin D, oh, well, you have to have vitamin K. And it's, uh, and of course, and what I'm trying to say is like, it's not. And, and when it comes to multivitamins, this marketing is so pervasive. The one a day concept alone is the, the, you know, that, that myth. And I wouldn't have known the calcium magnesium thing or the D and the K thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not that deep in the supplement world to understand what you just said. Yeah. That, that, that folks actually know it on that level. So those folks are the high achievers, folks. Like, yeah. like these folks walk into Neil and say these things because they've actually done research. So if you say, I want a calcium with a magnesium, they've, they've done some looking at that. And yeah. so we're not, and we want to really stress this. We're not coming at you, man. Yeah. You're coming at this the right way but you're not getting the support that you need for the goal that you're going for. Like if you're thinking about calcium, magnesium, or D and K on this level, mm -hmm. and you really want to combine things to get the maximum benefit, you're in a great place mentally in terms of where you're at because you're trying to be decisive. You're trying to make good decisions about how you put things in your body, yeah. but you're making it based on false information. Yeah. And even information that Neil himself has told you 10 years ago might not be true right now. Yeah. So Neil being an idiot mm -hmm. is going to benefit you here because he's not going to settle for the way in which he's always said it. He's going to stay ahead of the curve. And I, I hate saying all the good things about Neil, but yeah. it's, it's important to note. You need somebody on your side with this you need somebody who understands this it's like if you got in an accident you didn't call a lawyer like yeah like you're gonna just go defend yourself like you're just Better gonna make up Sam, your wellness bro. plan like you're gonna just make up your like how you put your vitamins together like that seems more important than what we're making it and so yeah. and so to give props to those folks who've done the research but to know you might not have the clear picture and the reason that you don't is because someone's making money off of this yeah we're all on a different uh 
uh, plane when it comes to this, right? We're all at different points of the journey. So some people have never taken a multivitamin and they're wondering, should I take one? Again, the idea that I'm trying to say here is that it may work for you. It may be something that's good. That There's just stuff that you have to consider that might be part of that early multivitamin conversation. And then there's the other level. There's the higher level stuff that comes up when people have been doing multivitamins or calcium products or bone support products for a while and they have their own, uh, you know, like biases that they've gathered over time. And all I'm saying is we should ask the question and really like for me, like once that happens enough where you're like, oh, I've been saying something wrong, we start to like really, really, really get responsible about what we say. So now like literally every claim we make, I make sure we have a couple studies to back it up and we have them referenced somewhere. So we have like a whole library of stuff where we talk about all of this, uh, you know, like say, oh, glucosamine, this is the dose and this is how it works and this is the percentage. And so I won't say glucosamine is helpful to somebody unless I knew that I had that information behind me. And so why that stinks is that I'm doing a lot of work to get to that place and I have to put all of this stuff together myself. And so not everybody's doing that and and certainly not consumers for sure. And it's very easy to just make the claim and not have that responsible science to back it up as we talked about last time. So Moving forward, though, I want to touch on one more thing, which we can kind of talk about a little bit briefly, is this idea of targeted multivitamins. So what do I mean by targeted? So women, men, seniors, athletes, teens, kids, everybody needs their own multivitamin. It's a customized formulation based on your gender, age, or your lifestyle. And so if I'm a a multivitamin manufacturer, I'm saying people are buying these like hotcakes. How can I make it so one household, instead of buying one bottle of multivitamins for everybody, they're buying four? Right. And so we can say, oh, well, everybody's different. Everybody's unique. Everybody has their own like special needs. Right. So, you know, uh, little dad and little Bobby and and John boy, they all need their own supplements. So, you know, (laughs) and I'm just thinking about like because this marketing happened in the 40s. So it's like, you know, take your multivitamin one a day for Tommy uh, and make sure he's got the carton of unfiltered camel cigarettes right. you know, like put those like, things together and he'll be a healthy child <laughs> you know, but, but th- i've seen this recently too neil and i've mm-hmm. seen folks who i who i care about who've done this which is like so i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get a a, a an example of my i'm gonna send my information to some company and they're going to find a way Ooh, to, a to, to give me targeted vitamins that I get in like this like little and I see people they got this little packet that comes in the mail that's like eat these five pills every single day and it's it's based on your very specific you're very special you you a person who has a body is very special and so you need very specific very targeted vitamins and so we're going to sell you every one of those for the next forever yeah and so that to me already has on its face like uh, I hope Ava's listening to this because this is the lesson that I'm trying to tell my kids is that we're in a quest all of us to uh, define who we are right Mm -hmm. and we tell ourselves stories about who we are and so we don't do that by saying I'm the best Ava we say I want to dress like that other person that's dressing like this you know like Mm -hmm. you know I want to I want to girls women don't say I want uh, a haircut like the 90,000 people that have haircuts like Jennifer Aniston I want to have my haircut like Jennifer Aniston. So we, you know, we're like, we have this idea that we're all very special and unique and there are individual challenges to overcome. But like with this, with multivitamins, it's a, it's a human problem is, is really what we want to talk about. So when we do the wellness pyramid, true holistic care, we have to check off all the boxes that all of us have in common and do that well before we can get into the individual stuff. And you brought up a lot of really great points about how there is a whole niche now. And actually there always has been around giving you 
targeted multivitamins. That's a whole scam. I've got an article on it. I'll link it in, in the show notes here. Um, but, you know, using blood tests or spit tests or anything like that to determine what your nutritional needs are is completely wrong. And so we'll talk about that a whole nother time. But it's a it's a human problem that we have to do. So, you know, you can say like, all right, so here's a standard multivitamin and say, all right, well, a woman might need a little bit more iron because they have a period, right? Or they might need more folic acid because of the childbearing age, right? We could say that senior citizens might need a little bit less iron. We could say that, you know, men need this extra thing, right? And so we can do that and make these very like unique formulas, but nobody's really doing that, right? Nobody really, and even the consumers don't really even care. They just want to know that they got the hundred percent or more and that's all they're really looking for, right? And so it's really more just about, is it a blue bottle? For men? Is it a pink bottle for women? Right? That's what we're looking for because this is for me. And then meanwhile, it's the same thing that 90,000 other people are taking. <laughs> my, my wife's bone support uh, bottle is pink and, and it's it's targeted to women and I see it in my cabinet and I'm like, oh, I won't take that for my bone support. And and, and it's not, I don't say it out loud. I just look at it and go, that bottle's not for me. And and it's 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 a subconscious thing. It's yeah. not that I'm looking at it going, oh, I would never take that. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't need that particular because I get it from my other multivitamins, and I've done a, a, a pretty deep dive into like what I'm putting in my body. But yeah, but just to say, like that's the simple marketing hack, right? It's yeah. like my wife's Caltrate or whatever it is bottle looks like it's for her and not yeah. me. And so and 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 this idea that if I just take that little packet that comes in the mail with the with the vitamins in it because I did something right, I did a I did a blood test, I did. A, a spit test someone someone some smart scientist person looked at the data and then came back to me with the best stuff for my specific body yeah that feels like i did my due diligence and so again not railing on you for wanting to do that of course that's what you want what we're saying is and i'm i keep going back to it you have a friend in the industry now, yeah. right? You've got a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. You got a guy. You can go to that guy and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about taking 800,000 milligrams of folic acid and I'm a dude. Is that okay? Yeah. And you'd be like, no, bro, yeah. that's too much. And so this is the stuff we're trying to really help with is to get you out of these pat. When we did the affirmation at the beginning, we say at the beginning of every show, we're cutting through the stuff that is already pre-programmed for us and marketing and 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 specifically trying to play on our desire to be healthy is what gets us stuck in these patterns. And yeah. so that's really what we're trying to say. So when it comes to these targeted vitamins, what they end up doing is uh, making the claim for women's health, for men's health, by adding a speck of supplements that are actually for women's health. So really, women's health supplements tend to have stuff for menopause. So it's like black cohosh or yams or, like I said, extra iron or whatever, uh, because those things are found in women's health supplements. And then men's health, it'll be prostate and it'll be salt palmetto or it might be anti-inflammatory stuff because, of course, men are the only ones that need have those problems, right? And, you know, so when they do this, they're putting the wrong doses, the wrong forms of crap quality materials, just so they can put it on the label. So you can look at it and say, this is the story that makes sense to me. Uh, you know, what, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's not the listeners. Again, it's not you, you know, you guys are now becoming, uh, you're coming, uh, going from wellness wanderers to wellness warriors. You're, you're, you're supplement savvy now, right? Yeah. So you're, you're starting to hear this concept that I have to look, deeper. I have to ask a question or two back to make sure that I'm not getting BSed here, right? And so, you know, the, the industry is really good at this and we fall into these patterns. We just have to be able to identify them. 
And as Eminem said, I am whatever you say I am. That's yeah. a direct quote from Eminem. And so <laughs> if you are looking for your yams inside of a pill, mm -hmm. I got news for you. Yeah. They sell yams mm -hmm. at the store. Really? You can go, well, I think you could go buy a yam and then eat said yam and get the benefit from the yam wham thank you ma'am yeah this is exciting neil you can get yeah. you can get nutrition from food and or, that's what we're trying to say or, or what I, what i like to say when it comes to supplementation if you want to take a men's support whatever let's ask a couple more questions what do we mean by men's support what kinds it's a of group where guys get together and just like <laughs> his name watch is robert football. colson yeah, yeah sure uh you know like what what is it that we would want to take for what type of outcome what's the right dose in the right form of the thing and like let me just do it right instead of just having a little sprinkling of it on the label so i can say that it has it in there and so it's more about the supplement strategy is the thing that i'm taking doing what it's supposed to do am i taking it correctly you know is it working well with my other plans so i don't like the idea of combination things because often it's a jack of all trades master of none scenario where you're not getting the full benefit of the thing that they put in the bottle because they're just putting it in there so you can feel good about the thing because it says it does what uh, I want it to do. As we talked about last time, it supports your immune health. It supports your your your, your general well-being. And those are very generic claims. We have to ask harder questions. And sometimes it makes sense. It makes sense sometimes to have targeted multivitamins, bariatric multivitamins like Mark, or prenatal multivitamins. Those make a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, the idea of like everybody, you know, and only to a degree, of course, um, but like, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense that everybody in your household have has a different type of multivitamin on hand. I think we did a lot today, Mark. We've definitely gone over our hour limit like we always do. And we've covered a lot about multivitamins, the habits and the patterns that we get ourselves into because of efficient marketing, you know? And that's really what we want to break through here is to make sure that when we're doing this, we're doing this for the right reasons and we have the right information. If we have that information, we can make even better decisions. So, you know, we talked about the dangers of looking into too many multivitamins and having too much on hand and how we want to, you know, not just look at the vitamin products we take, but any of the fortified foods we take and how that all impacts into our total micronutrient burden. And we do that because these things aren't just safe. They, it's not that like they don't have side effects. They carry clear risks and it might not be hospitalization and death and toxicity. It might be subtle and it might be over a long period of time and it might be exactly contrary to what we're actually trying to do, make ourselves healthier, prevent dementia, memory problems, uh, diseases uh, in general, boosting our immune system. All of that can be completely shattered by taking the wrong combination of multivitamins uh, in, in a day. And so, you know, it's important to look past that front and look at the supplement facts panel. And just, again, I know it's overwhelming. It's a lot, but just get in the habit of turning and looking and just saying, okay, well, I need to understand this a little bit better. Just like the first time you looked at a nutritional facts panel on a box of food or a bag of food, right? And so, you know, the idea here, like they're they're trying to get you to buy lots of the same thing because it works well in their favor. And you have five different vitamins in your house that are all one a day and it's it's complete balanced nutrition is what we tell ourselves. And in fact, it's it's detrimenting our health. It's getting in the way of our best selves. And so we we have to flip this concept upside down so that way we can actually live our healthiest life. Do you have anything to add? I mean, I summed it up, Neil. I said, what, what else could I possibly say? You know, this this idea of playing spin the bottle with Neil, right? This is, it's always been a dream of mine to play spin the bottle with Neil since I was a kid. So this is very exciting stuff. We want to support you in this. There's a lot of content in this discussion. So 
Don't feel overwhelmed. Take it one step at a time. Look at what you're using. This inventory idea we keep coming back to. What are you putting in your body now? Total. Not just your vitamins, not just your medicine, your food, all of it. Your drinks, all of it. Take a look at what you're actually putting in your body before we start having these discussions because if we don't know where you're starting from, you're not going to know where you want to be. And so getting honest about where you're at with what you're currently doing can really inform where you want to go. And don't get caught in the marketing trap that wants to grab you and pull you in and have you buy another thing. So we're going to continue our multivitamin conversation in the future with another episode, the last one of the multivitamin mind blower conversation, where we expose how many multivitamins themselves and the brands promoting them are frauds. And it goes into Whole Foods and all of that stuff. So we're going to wrap it up for now. That does it for this week's podcast. Take a few moments, give us a five-star review, share the podcast to your social feed. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcasts. And remember, being our healthiest starts with being honest about ourselves and that dirty, dirty health and wellness industry, then blazing a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller from Mark DeSico, and we've got your back. Thanks for joining us.